السلام عليكم علي عليكم السلام ورحمه الله ثانك يو فور جويننج اس اون ذا بروجيني بودكاست ثانكس فور هافينج مي وات انسبايرد يو ابا حسين بن علي بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم حسين بن علي وامام حسين وابا عبد الله this is what's really interesting actually he means so many different things to so many different people mm. you can talk to one person who's experienced ab abdullah and seen hussein ibn ali as a revolutionary figure someone who stands for social justice and who changes them in that way and then there's someone else who say you know what? i found hussein at a difficult point in my life and mm. he affected me this way imam hussein is a 360 degrees personality and character there are some individuals you can take some things from but other things you have to be careful of many many historical figures mm. you have to look at with a very reflective and analytical eye because you can't take all of them Hussein ibn Ali you can look at any part of his legacy anything and you'll find something you can talk about generosity of spirit you can talk about compassion you can talk about dignity you can talk about bravery you can talk about the ability to stand up to a tyrant and a despot and speak the truth with an articulated mind with a clarity of thought that is unique for me i look at and i think the rest of the team involved in hosa sane see a world and since 2012 when the organization started that is really really concerning we're in london right now mm. a government as we're talking is just coming to an end mm. on the, th- the verge of coming to an end or at least a premiership is coming to an end during which time food bank usage is up inflation is up poverty is up inequality is up but billionaires wealth is also up mm. covid has taken the lives of hundreds of thousands of people more and more people don't know how they're going to pay for their groceries at the end of the week and there's an energy crisis and a cost of living crisis that disparity between extreme wealth and extreme poverty is growing as our society and as our civilization goes through the years there's something not quite right hasebn mm. ibn ali provides a moral compass a true north a clear direction of travel and shows you how you can live your life for the better that affects people around you today and tomorrow to the point of 1400 years later we're still talking about thinking about discussing analyzing crying over wanting yearning hasan ibn ali and people of his ilk to be around us to be with us to show us where to go that's what hasan ibn ali is to me and that's the beauty of him subhanallah i want to take you back to 2012 because uh, that's when who's Hussein started mm-hmm. um, and I want to focus this maybe podcast on who's Hussein and their mm. work uh, why did you choose or how did this idea come about first of all mm. and why did you choose to join this project and the naming who's Hussein all you know it's, it's such a unique name that has now taken over the world because you you have offices and you have volunteers all around the world now because if you <laughs> the, the easiest thing you do is go on Instagram or social media mm-hmm. and put who's Hussein and then who's Hussein UK who's Hussein Africa who's all these countries US even Lebanon the Middle East Africa New Zealand yep. there's 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 a group representing who's Hussein so 2012 how did it all begin 2012 less gray hairs less bags <laughs> under my eyes <laughs> there's not a lot <laughs> so of gray happy, hairs happy time um a time when i think m- many people were looking at what was going on around them a reflective point in people's lives 
at least for me, I was in my early 20s. I know many of the, the other brothers and, uh, and others involved were at that junction in life where we're becoming adults in a true sense and finding our feet. And this rat race, this term we used a lot, the rat race of life doesn't quite make sense. Mm. You work hard to go to school to get a good job. You work hard on your job, you pay your taxes. You work hard to get a good pension. You stop working, and then at some point you die. And you can either lead a life of hedonism at one end of the spectrum or immense sobriety at the other end. But something doesn't quite mesh. And going back to my earlier point, society isn't in sync with itself. As brothers, we um, look to Hussein ibn Ali. How many brothers? About a dozen, let's say. Okay. Um, and uh, as a, in parenthesis, I just want to make a small point, which is, uh, you, I seem maybe I seem a little bit uncomfortable, or when we talk about this, we're a little bit uncomfortable because the attention isn't on anyone involved. Of course. We were privileged enough to be as a, a quirk of whatever, a result of fate, to be invited to join this organization, to join this mission. And any part that anyone plays in it is always a humble, small role. The name Hussein is just that the subject is Hussein. The subject isn't me or X no or doubt. Y. It's all about. So, and in, you know, inshallah, God willing, one day when I'm long gone, six feet under, this organization will continue way beyond that. And people won't talk about me or A or B or C or D. The only personality, the only one they'll ever think about. I hope, I pray. So I was saying, because he's much bigger, much more important than anyone involved. So just in parenthesis, the world needs examples like Hussein. When you're growing up, you look to your parents to say to you, this is right, this is wrong. But you don't lose that when you get to X age, 16, 18, 21, 25. You still need an example. And he is a timeless example. He is the perfection in terms of every moral characteristic that one needs in life. Whether you're in the West or the East, whether you're in 2022 or whether you're in 2500 or whether you're in 600, whatever it may be. Hussein teaches us something that we can take as valuable, as gold, as honey. And people gravitate around him for that very reason. Every society needs its Hussein and he as a personality evolves through the times. And that's a sign of a truly inspirational legacy, I think. Would you say you've achieved the ambitions or the goals or the aims you set out back in 2012? And what, what were these aims? Who is Hussein? Does everyone in the world know who Imam Hussein is or Hussein ibn Ali is? Not yet. We're getting there. Um, but, I mean, so in terms of our objectives, we want to inspire a world. And, and uh, awareness and knowing who Hussein is is one thing. Mm. But it's no good me talking to you about if I'm selling your product mm. or if I'm presenting your product, there's no point you knowing about this brilliant health product I have. I want you to engage in it, buy it, try it, use it, benefit from it. Mm. It's about action as well. So Jose Sain's ambition is to inspire communities to affect positive change, to take those examples of Hussein, which is compassion, dignity, justice, and broadly speaking, morality, and address whatever societal issue or need they have inspiring communities to affect positive innovative change whether that's in auckland whether that's in latin america in buenos aires whether that's in Mbay in tanzania whether that's in stockholm and wherever it may be east west north to south today 2012 and 50 years time to take the legacy of hussein and say how can i use this to improve the plight the situation the issues of the people around me my neighbor uh, my city 
my community, every single community we've interacted with has something they need. We're in London, our team work on the homelessness issue. There are people in our streets, in this rich, very, very affluent city who do not have shelter daily. But in other places, there'll be other things. And we'll talk a bit later about blood and healthcare, I'm sure. But uh, there's no point just knowing about Hussein. You have to do something with Action. that. You have to. Uh, I think it's absolutely critical that when you have privilege, I have immense privilege, I'm still trying to, to avail myself of that privilege. God has given me. He's given me health. He's given me family. He's given me education. He's given me dot, 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 dot. I could live a life and retire happy and be in a comfortable home and have a comfortable job and have savings in the bank. What about the guy who grows up in the East and, 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 and doesn't have $2 to rub together? I have responsibility to him. Mm. I have to do something about that. Sri Lanka right now, Yemen tomorrow, yesterday, wherever it may be, I have to do something about that. And change starts around you. Change always starts around you. In concentric circles, we grow, we develop, we change. So that's a long answer. The short answer is no, we haven't achieved our objectives because the whole world isn't inspired by Hassan Iblani. The whole world doesn't live towards compassion and dignity and towards human rights and towards civil liberties and towards a sense of uh, Samaritanism. But day by day, hour by hour, our team's doing extraordinary, sterling, moving, motivational, empowering work that is innovative, that is life-changing. And really I, I i sincerely hope pray that we have the ability to continue doing that and i think this is why i'm so bought into it because it's you don't you know you don't see many occasions i don't think where people do stuff not talking about themselves not talking about anything to do with mm. ego but saying i want to make the lives of people around me better for a for a good and goodly purpose i think as I mentioned earlier, you've got teams everywhere around the world. Do you know how many how many countries have you you've reached? We're in about sixty five odd locations mm-hmm. um, and over two dozen countries. Um, the number fluctuates because sometimes teams become inactive and sometimes mm. we recruit new teams. But uh, across every continent, we have presence, um, and it's constantly we're constantly getting interest um, and constantly growing. And, and and the work of the teams as well is 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 moving. If you go back to ten years ago, the organisation started. Um, really, and it just sort of took off by itself. There was no real ambition, effort, or um, uh, real endeavor to say, let's go and recruit teams. It's happened organically. People have said, I'm moved by Hussein Ibn Ali. I'm going to do something in his honor, in his name. And that's always been the case. That's probably someone else calling up now saying, how can I get involved? <laughs> I, hope so. I, I, ho- I hope so. Send them to who is Hussein.org. Send them to, <laughs> with, with who is Hussein, mm. a project like this, it requires, I'm guessing... Or maybe I want to get to the challenges later yeah. on, but one of the biggest challenges is the finance issue. Yeah. Uh, how do you finance who's Hussein? Uh, and uh, a project like this has there ever been a stage maybe throughout the ten years? Because mm. now it's been ten years where you've thought we can't continue this anymore because of. It's a really finance. good question. Um, I've been lucky enough to be involved in a few organisations and with this one there is genuinely a feeling, really genuine, I, I really mean there's a bona fide feeling that whenever we are in need of something and the reason for it is a good reason, um, it's not a frivolous expenditure, it's always, it's always come. We have the most extraordinary group of donors and supporters all over the world who um, have always backed, who is it saying, from the first day from this crazy conception of this idea 
to today when we're doing a massive project um, in the next few weeks. One of the reasons I think people, I hope, support us is I think because we try to have fidelity and integrity when it comes to our expenditure. We live within our means. We try to be lean. We try to spend what we need to spend. We don't like to sit on huge stockpiles of, of cash. Our donors, I think, are bought into us on our journey. That's to say, we want to raise awareness about Hussein Ibn Ali and through doing that, improve the situations of the communities where we serve. We've got donors who are high net worth individuals. We've got donors who will donate a few pounds or dollars a month or even a year. And we're a big team. Anyone who comes forward and says, we want to be part of this mission, we'll welcome them with open arms. And in fact, it's not even for us to welcome them. Mm. It's not for us to welcome them. The mission of Hussein Ibn Ali has been going on for 1,400 years and it will long extend past me or anyone else involved in Hussein at the moment. The moment anyone says, I want to be part of this organization or part of this mission or do something for Hussein Ibn Ali, they're there. They're done. And uh, when we get moving messages, someone will say something like, I can only donate a few rupees. It's all the money I had left to donate. Well, please, please forgive me for not donating more. I have donors who will give... We have donors who will kindly offer us. They'll just say, "What do you What do you need to make what you need to have happen happen?" And they trust us, and that that trust is the greatest blessing we have, and um, it allows me to sleep easier at night knowing we have such extraordinary supporters, and we try our, our daily best, our level best, to do justice to those people. And we've got donors from all locations around the world. It's very very important. Sorry, this is a long answer, longer than I'm sure than you wanted. It's very important that there are some organizations which are very donor dependent but which become prejudiced by what their donors expectations are mm -hmm. for example you may have an organization which has one donor who gives a sum of money and then the donor feels um and it's their absolute right to give feedback and but the direction of travel has to always be true to the vision of the organization must never be prejudiced by uh, A, B, C, John, or Frank, mm. or it has to be true to the vision of the organization. The organization can't be sidetracked, either by human resource, financial resource, opportunity for press, whatever the other kind of honey traps are. And I think we're really lucky to have extraordinary supporters. And daily, we're trying to become more and more, um, we're trying to welcome donors. We're always open if people want to support us. Please go online and support us. And this organization is not, run by me not run by my team for me or for mm. us it's for the benefit of the public and for society at home there's never by the way a long answer on progeny so <laughs> feel, feel comfortable to take you, as you, long you, as you, you want you may need to spend a lot more time editing no no, no, no it's fine else. it's fine trust me there's never a long answer on progeny so so feel comfortable to get across the, the, the in, answer in, you in need, my family actually. someone who um uses uh one word when they could have used 10 is uh, is, 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 is kind kind everyone else short. So. <laughs> no, on this show, it's fine. Other than finance, yes. what do you think in the last 10 years the main challenges have been? And how, how, how do you overcome or have you overcome these challenges that you're facing? Other than finance. This is not, uh, I think, a who's the same specific answer in some mm. ways, but maybe it is. Having vision in the third sector, vi real, true uh, vision, which is, generational is tough you've got to live beyond the moment and imagine what can happen tomorrow most leaders whether that's in politics or business or the third sector 
do not have true vision. I can imagine a tomorrow that today we're not at. And saying, we're going to get there. Even when you can't even paint a picture of it beyond what's in your mind's eye. Um, and I think we've always, each of the brothers and sisters involved in the same, we've always had this desire to remind ourselves, let's have a can-do attitude. Let's try and imagine something. Even if it's absurd and beyond the realm of possibility in every other ordinary sense. So I think that's one. Having that can-do, yes we can. Let's try and break norms for norm's sake. You know, just because something's axiomatic and just because that's the way things are done, we don't need to always do things that way. One. Two, human resource. Every organisation struggles with human resource. Uh, only in the last few years have we brought on paid members of staff and we have a, an extraordinary, outstanding team. But for a long time, Jose Singh was entirely voluntary on, which we're very proud of. And I think that kept the purity of the intention of the work mm-hmm. in place because people were not uh, there for any other reason than to serve. Um, and we've lived for really extraordinary times, haven't we? It's been COVID. It's been a pandemic. And not just uh, for us and what we would call the central team in London, um, but for every location globally. But I'm, I'm, it's a testament to our team's work that they're able to galvanise and to redirect their efforts. Take our Lebanon team, for example, or many of our teams. When COVID hit and lots of people lost their jobs and the elderly were alone, our teams were out there on the street pounding, um, pounding on doors, giving care packages to people uh, or checking in and just saying, how are you doing? You're elderly, you're on your own. Can I be of support to you? How can I lend assistance to you? I'll go and do your grocery shopping for you. I think that's a true testament. And they would have had their plans in place, saying we're going to do this this year, we're going to do this, we're going to do this, we're going to do this. All of that got shelved, and we tried to, to to pivot. And I think in large, in many, many cases, even of course there were lockdowns and quarantines, they did a really outstanding job. That wasn't me. That wasn't my... That was all the guys with the boots on the ground doing inspiring stuff and i know there are lives who positively benefited from that um, but that's been a huge challenge the homelessness project in london has been running for quite yes. a few years um and who is hussein recently has been known for doing this project mm-hmm. um, and i feel uh, it hasn't received enough coverage Um, especially mainstream. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that is? We've had some coverage. So we had, for example, the CNN yes, reporter. Yes, I saw the but CNN you're, reporter. You're right. I mean, but do you know what? That's okay. Mm. Firstly, because we're clear on our objectives, the only thing that matters, the only thing that matters is the lives of the people in London. We call them guests. On the, the ground guests. are changing, yeah. If someone who had an empty stomach before we saw them is satiated after, and I don't just mean, of course, I mean stomach, I mean food, but I also mean having an emotional connection, a bond, reciprocating friendship, amicable relationship, someone to talk to, that's that's good enough for us in many ways. But it's also beyond that. We're also developing, so in our London team, they do extraordinary work, and I must pay testament to the guys at Charing Cross every single Saturday at Charing Cross. Yeah. Giving people haircuts, they have dignity. Um, offering people CV workshops, giving them legal advice so we can work out how they can get back on their feet, helping them help them to tr- transform their lives so that they aren't reliant on the state or on the third sector or on volunteers to do it. So it's a, it's a how can we help you? And when you... I think there's a real ambition in the London team to treat people with great dignity and respect. There are... And I don't mean to point fingers. We're not out there at who is a saying. I really genuinely mean this to get publicity to be talked about, to be the talked about organization, to have virality for virality's sake, 
to be on the front page of X broadsheet newspaper or, you know, be featured by Y um, publication or be trending on Twitter. There's always that desire to be really, really um, known. And who is the saying? If we can go to bed at night thinking today I may have helped one person, that's a huge win. That's that's more than you could ever hope to do. And that's brilliant and beautiful. And um, whether it's in London or, you know, every almost every single day of the year, there'll be Who's the Saint events going on globally. And they'll be doing it with that purity of intention. And that's, I hope, fairly, I think, fairly, fairly good, well, fairly worthwhile, fairly virtuous. Before getting into into your your project coming up, yep. um, which is a world record, that's what you're aiming for. God willing. Uh, inshallah. Um, if you were to pick your maybe, your, I don't want to use the word best, but maybe the, the, the projects that you feel really made a change. Sure. Uh, globally which five would you or which three maybe would you I mean homelessness has to be up there I guess because you've seen the the work maybe on the ground but are there any projects that maybe we haven't yeah. heard about because you know you just mentioned Lebanon yeah. and I haven't personally I have I didn't know about this you yeah know, the, the the work being done during pandemic and like you said it's not so much about the publicity it's about the work being done but I who work in the uh, in the media, sometimes I feel it's important to publicize this yeah. work. Not so we can say Mr. X did this work sure. and get the recognition, which is I think is also important. Of course. Uh, because, again, even though I'm going a bit off topic, sometimes I feel certain people are not being appreciated. Uh, and sometimes you f- feel you need to be appreciated and loved to do more. Mm-hmm. Um so not only on, on the first level, I think the work that gets done in our communities needs, needs to be recognized. Uh, so it needs to be publicized for it to be recognized and, and the, the, it needs to be appreciated. Mm-hmm. But on the second level, also to encourage others who may be thinking, what can I do to give back to do the work? Hence yeah. why I think, you know, sure. it's important to do, to discuss these things, even though as you so eloquently put it, it's not about me or this person no. or that person yeah, yeah. it's about us creating a change us introducing the world to imam hussein alayhi salam um but if you were to pick maybe projects that maybe we haven't sure. heard about that you thought really created a change so i'm inevitably i'm going to apologize to any of our teams that are watching this because inevitably you're picking like a few i'm just going to talk about the ones that are in my heart and people should mind. know that by the way <clears throat> sorry to interrupt we never discussed what we're going to speak about before this episode so this which is, is generally is, what i do this is, yeah, so i can no, put no, no, the, no. the guest on the spot so i'm sorry i've put you on the spot and i'm sure all the work i'm sure all the work that gets done wherever it may be like you said if it's just one person as the holy what? prophet sallallahu says to imam ali if one person or ali changes because of you then it's better what the sun shines on so yeah. even if it's one person but i'm saying you know the projects but, that maybe we no, haven't no, heard about well th- this is the point so um and, and of course, all your viewers and listeners are going to go into who'sasain.org's Facebook page Inshallah. to go and look at all the events in detail and scroll down all the way to 2012. But to see in there, and they can make their own make assessments. Time. And please write in to tell us which ones you liked. I'll tell you about the ones that touch my heart. Mm. Uh, I have a really soft, I mean, we all have a soft place in our heart for orphans. Um, mm. I've got a bottle here that says Who'sasain Pakistan. That was kindly given to me by the Who'sasain Pakistan team. A few years ago, they ran, they put on a mall. 
and they call it the Mall of Happiness. And they mm. said to orphans in Pakistan, "Come, come to our mall, take what you like." Wow! So that an orphan, an orphan has a right to have. Sorry, I'm feeling a bit emotional th- talking about this. You, you and I, our parents would have held our hands and walked us down. You know, whether in London it may have been uh, a toy shop or whether it's Harrods or Toys R Us or whatever it is, and and you know you'd have been able to buy um, whatever you wanted. Definitely. An orphan has a right to that as well. 100%. So for an orphan to go through a mall um, and say, have that feeling, uh, sorry, that that will live with you for a long time. In sh- talking, Keeping on the theme of children, in Chicago, our Chicago team will give backpacks to children every school year so that they have the dignity of going into class with a backpack full of stationery and school supplies. There's nothing worse than a school kid sitting at the back of the classroom who hasn't got a pencil or a sharpener or a rubber or wherever it may be. And that's been featured by, I think, local Fox News station, for example. And they do it year in, year out, and they've mm. become known for it, and they keep yeah. doing more and more kids. Yeah. So I think that's extraordinary for them to do it in the US. Our Lebanon team are amazing. Um, so to focus on one thing they do is really tough. But every year they break, or they, sorry, for many years they've broken, along with another organization with whom they partner, the blood donation record in Lebanon to uh, collect blood donations which go towards saving lives. Each blood unit can go towards saving three lives. They did care packages. Their response to the Lebanon blast was extraordinary. And and they have a huge, extremely committed team of people of all stripes and denominations and ages and backgrounds, and they've done amazing work. I'll give you an example that we've been talking about a lot recently, Mustafa, which is our work in Mbeya. Mbeya is a town many people won't know about in, in semi-rural Tanzania. Tanzania. And this team do amazing things. Take just a really good synopsis uh, that epitomizes who is a saint's work. Running youth camps to help give young people um, role models to look up to. Doing, I think it was cataract operations. Saving someone's eyesight is a big deal. And giving um, care packages. That's three layers of societal support. Our ambition, Mustafa, is that one day, wherever you are in the world, you need something. Your roof's caved in. You're an elderly person. You're stuck. You've got a life-changing disease. Uh, there's a societal problem around homelessness. All you need to do is find your local who is Hussein representative. Those people, they're inspired by a man called Hussein, who was a good man, who did something right many years ago. Whatever he did, he's changed these people for the better. I know if I need something, I find who's Hussein. Those Samaritans will help me. Some of these examples, I can keep going, I can talk about the work of our Birmingham. We talk about London and Birmingham. They do, you know, uh, several times a week a soup kitchen to support people. These people are pillars of their society. These people are, you know, whether you could talk about Auckland, I could talk to you. There's so many examples. If you need help, go to who is the same. That's the example these teams, are, I think, are setting. But they each do different things because each society needs something different. You can't replicate what's being done in... I talked about Chicago. You can't replicate what's being done in in Illinois, in Rawalpindi in Pakistan. You can't, by the same token, replicate what's being done in, in Delhi or Bombay um, in Buenos Aires or what's being done in Bogota in Oslo. You, you can, so you have to have teams that are plugged into their societies but who all, the one thing they all share, they share the same strand of compassion and big-heartedness and a willingness, a drive, an energy, a vivacity to say, I'm going to do what I need to do to help people. Um, but and, and each and every day they do new and amazing things. And the, the scale of these teams varies as well. The team in, um, in Buenos Aires, which 
does has done, for example, refugee welcome events, is at a very different level from an established team like New York. But they each have a part to play, and they each do it with great gusto. Um, but yeah, those are just some examples that come immediately to mind. It's 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 amazing because, as you as you mentioned, uh, it's about Imam Hussein Ali. It's about and these people have all been inspired by him to yes. do the work that they do. And it, what comes as you were telling us about all these different projects, what came to my mind was Sayyid Zainab saying, I saw nothing but beauty. Um, And I sometimes think the work that gets done is that beauty that she's speaking about. It's that person standing in Charing Cross in the middle of the night in January when it's, I don't know, close to minus five or whatever the temperature is. Standing there, volunteering his time to give food to someone who's not from the same religion yeah. or faith and he doesn't care what religion he's no. from and that's what i sometimes always mention which is I've, i think i've mentioned this on a, on a previous podcast as well interestingly with neil now that i yeah. remember and i said you know when those three came to knock on the door of imam ali and say the father ask you know the orphan the the captive and the and the needy imam i didn't come out and say you know are you my follower no, are you a no, Muslim no, or are you a Christian? Or, you know, it, it doesn't matter. Are you an Arab or non-Arab? I'm going to provide you the help. And again, so so th- this work publicized so people can can do more. And I think it's Imam al-Hussein mm-hmm. and the Ahl al-Bayt that, that inspire us um, to do more. So, so I hope the teams that you've mentioned, oh, they'll be in my prayer. Um, and I, I wish them all the success in everything they they, they do to, to spread the message add, add of Imam Hussein. As Hussein ibn Ali's Imam Hussein's words himself, he says, whether or not you believe in the day yeah. of judgment, the day of yeah. reckoning, be free, be free in this world. Mm, um, the most generous person. He doesn't say the most generous Muslim, Muslim or Arab, or, or exactly or mm. believer in God, Muslim. or the most generous male, or the most generous forty-year-old, or the, the most generous person is he who Hussein promotes this universality that is more pertinent more germane more relevant today than ever and so yeah if you're sitting in trying cross and it's minus five and <laughs> your hands are numb but you're giving something to someone and you know you're not going to be on social media you're not going to get any money for it the only person who knows about it is the recipient that's something to be that's something to be really proud about and i hope we can continue doing that and i hope we can continue doing that with that that purity Amazing. I, 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 I pray that you do. And I, th- I hope that more people can get involved with whatever they can, whether it's, you know, donating financially or actually helping uh, volunteering. Because I'm, I'm sure you you still accept volunteers if people want to do something. And like you said, it's not yourself. It's, 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 it's the Imam Hussein's. I, yeah. I, we always, look, the, the more <laughs> help, the more help. I mean, God, if if any organization relies on, I mean, I can only speak for myself. Brain cells are people like mine. We need as much no, help no, as we can no, get, no, um, and it takes all forms. Whatever help you can give, everyone has something to offer. There is no one who can say, "I have nothing to." No, you have something to offer. Give us your time. Give us your expertise. Lend us your whatever it may be. Uh, you mentioned me and my brothers, uh, and then you mentioned male. I'm sure there are also the the female parts of the. Our, of the uh, team our sisters um, so the, yeah so it's just um when this organization started it was a group of male friends mm. who started because they're friends hanging out, yeah. it was friends hanging out um and i should say we are 
as a collective, very uncomfortable about any conversation in and around that group. Mm. We, you know, we're not going to post for a picture ever. So I want to take the focus away from that. One of the most beautiful things that happened was the organization developed, grew and blossomed primarily or oftentimes because of the support of when it, when it blossomed and when it grew because of the sisters who came on board, because of the diversity of thought. And I can say this without any, any concern in the world because of the diversity of not just gender, but also uh, ethnic diversity, mm. people's, I want to say political lowercase p, political mm. or ideological, like lowercase i, ideological, mm. as in different ways of approaching the world, having different worldviews. Definitely. And definitely people from who are not just from the UK. That's really helped the organization become more well-rounded, become more, I mean, we're serving the world as a whole. You have to have a representative of that demographic to do so. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, uh, when I talk about brothers. Yeah, I, I just wanted just to put a, that out. So no, 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 that's very important. Um, did you face any, any, any negativity with, with, with who is Hussein? And how did you deal with that? within our community mm. and also outside of the community. In any walk of life, one has to have a balance. A balance to be able to listen to wise people who have pertinent comments on the one hand and also have the strength to tune out people who are naysayers, negative, cynical for the sake of it. So you can't be too open-eared that you, that you listen to everyone who has something cynical to say and you can't be too closed ears as to not take on board pertinent good counsel so if any venture you have that some people didn't like um for listeners there may be listeners who or watchers who don't know uh, lots about hussein ibn ali uh i talk about hussein, i'm saying i'm i'm a muslim i think of hussein ibn ali hussein he has a religious connotation and pertinence to me there are people who are involved volunteers supporters of donors to this organization who are not Muslim, who are not religiously inclined towards sustainability and can take that. So um, I'm just prefacing the next comment I say by saying that. People who said, why are you not adorning Hussein with Imam Hussein Islam, as you and I would call him day to day when we come together to commemorate and celebrate his life? Mm. Okay, we, we, we listen to that. There are people who weren't oh. very happy about certain things we were doing or the way we were doing it. We tried to listen, we tried to always, and we've grown. Some of the decisions we made 10 years ago, we'd go back, would we adopt that same decision? Maybe not, but we grew and maybe we learned in 2013 or 15, or maybe we've only just now, or maybe in three years time, we'll realize the sagacity that we thought was there wasn't there. That's okay. But I can say we've always, I think, tried to do it with the best intentions. intentions. And I think that mm. really helps you because through a process of whatever you want to call that process, people have different words for it, whether it's divine or just karma, whatever it is. For me, I have, I have a perspective on it. Things tend to work out when you have absolute clarity in your intention. I'm not doing this for myself. I'm doing it with good people who have a, sh a shared vision and shared values. And I believe what will happen will happen for its right reason and purpose when you have those three things i think that more often than not the dominoes fall okay alhamdulillah i think so i think i hope so and i, I think that's the, one of the legacies of person at a personal level i have learned so much about trusting that process 
through this and I've been blessed to be around some outstanding people people who I call friends and brothers and sisters to this day who've taught me that and that's, that's at a personal level that's been the really beautiful thing about this organisation Alhamdulillah um, let's talk about breaking the record in Muharram um, which is something that I've seen on social media yes. recently um, and I've seen it being mentioned um, maybe some people have heard of it maybe mm-hmm. they haven't first let's introduce this breaking the, what are you actually trying to break the record for one of the best ways to serve humanity is to give blood mm. a pint of your or my blood might save the life of three people outside for various reasons most people donate don't donate blood and all healthcare services around the world desperately need our blood particularly when you're from an ethnic minority mm. So we are aspiring to, on the 27th of August, get 50,000 people around the world to come together and donate blood on that day. Together, we hope to save the lives of 150,000 people. Incidentally, as you say, if we were managing to, if we do manage to do that, let's see. Inshallah. If we do manage to do that, it will be a world record. Inshallah. We're motivated by the opportunity to save huge numbers of lives. We talked about affecting one life to change maybe... 50, 100, 150,000 lives in one go, it'd be amazing. We believe that many of the people who donate blood will be doing so for the first time. So we may hope to help initiate a process which leads to many, many consequential acts of service as well, which could save many lives as a result for years to come. That's the ambition. And this project, this Global Blood Heroes Project, um, we are partnering with many really outstanding organizations whether it's the nhs or red cross and i'm saying blood donation campaign uh vitalant canadian blood services all over the world we partner with healthcare organizations who are buying into this vision let's save 150,000 lives together on the 27th of august so it has to take place on the 27th and if someone wants to sign up they'd go to blood.whoisusain.org and on there it has eligibility criteria and you can find your local blood donation site and you just put on there which continent you're from and you answer some questions. You sign up on there, register your interest and there are plenty of places around the world to go to to donate blood on the 27th of August. So to break the record, you need 50,000. So that'll be a bit above the record. I think the record stands around 35,000. Okay. But our, our target, your target we're putting our hat our marker is on 50, that's our aspiration. 50,000 different people donating 50, blood. 50,000 individual unique donations of blood. Uh, each person gives around a pint. And then each one of those, we're told by the healthcare agencies, can save up to three lives. And that's obviously going to take place in the month of Muharram, the month of the martyrdom. When, when we're thinking about, well, and one of the reasons you're absolutely right is, it's a time when, as people who know Hussein Ibn Imam Hussein Islam, we're coming together to commemorate the martyrdom, the death of Hussein. And uh, it will be an opportunity to say, I'm inspired by Hussein. He gave, a, he led a life of value that's affecting me today. As a small recognition of that, the least I can do is try and do something to save other people's lives. It'll take a few minutes of my time. I'll be giving some biscuits at the end of it. I'll put a snap on, on Instagram about it. Mm. I'll talk about it to my kids and I'll be really proud of it. And it may save three lives. Um, so we hope... That lot, and we've been so blown away by the support we've got. Alhamdulillah. We're really proud to be partner with the likes of the NHS. Um, I've seen such, I must tip my hat to the volunteers who've initiated, supported, gathered momentum, driven this project. This is not a testament to anyone apart from them. And uh, God Almighty is, has been ever so benevolent, and our donors who've even made this 
absurd possibility, even something that we could have on our radar. So whatever happens on 27th of August, it's been an incredible nine, 12 months of preparation, mm-hmm. of, um, of organization, and can't wait for the big day. Inshallah. Um, when you started, again, because the, the, these projects, homelessness, the project of the mall that you mentioned took place in Pakistan, um, the Chicago work, they're very unique ways mm-hmm. of serving humanity mm-hmm. through Imam al-Hussein alayhi salam. Yes. The, and then from the commu- communities that we come from, we're used to a different way of serving Imam al-Hussein sure. alayhi salam. Yes. Whether it's being attending lectures, attending programs in yes. our local centers. When you set up who is Hussein? Would you say one of the reasons why you set up Who's Hussein is to give a give that message more life? Again, I'm not I'm not taking away anything no. from our centers. Let's yes. let's, let's put, say say that to be clear at the start. I'm yes. not saying you know what we're doing is wrong. No, it's ama- what we do is what has people yes. like we see in our communities, like yourself and others who do the great work. It's that. It's the mosque or the community centre or wherever you grew up in yes. that inspired you to. But what I'm trying to, you know, sometimes I feel again. This is, I'm not sure if you share this feeling that we confine someone like Imam Al Hussein mm-hmm. to our own communities, and we we put. Uh, I want to be careful with what I no, say. No, no, no. Yeah. I, so, I, yeah, so, I, so we limit. Imam al Hussein, yep. rather than him being someone that came for all of humanity, yes. you know, you you hear a lot of a lot of Christians, for example, or non-Muslims mm. in that uh, in Lebanon, especially that have written books, for example, about Imam Ali, Imam Ali, the voice of human, human justice. justice yeah. um, so, and and sometimes you say, I I feel when you look at the narrations of or the sayings of the, the imams, mm. they always say say to their followers, share our narrations share our stories you know they don't say go and convert people or so on so no no, share our stories share our narrations through our akhlaq and and they they led by example when you set up who's hussein was that in the back of your mind do you think that's one maybe not just you and the the others did you discuss this okay so firstly uh, i want to proceed with immense caution and respect because anything i say i don't want to ever cast shade on the institutions and the existing activity the movement of um of adoration for hussein ibn ali is much bigger than one organization it's it's been going on for hundreds of years and will inshallah god willing continue for many many more and with a multi-layered personality like hussein ibn ali who has a religious um association but also a humanitarian and universal one, there are different ways to celebrate and commemorate his life and learn from it. So that, I think it's important to note from the outset. Um, the name Hurza saying tells you what it is, which is that we feel collectively, there was a, a collective feeling that more people should know about Hussein Ibn Ali in the same way that people adorn the lives of Mandela and Gandhi and many others. Um, and I don't want to make a comparison there for sure. Mm. But Hussein is a luminary and belongs with many other luminaries in that space. He has more right, or has at least as much, but I think more right than many other people who some would consider role models to be 
as I said at the beginning, a moral compass, a true north. With Hosein, what we're always trying to do is make the celebration of Hussein Ibn's life fit for the 21st century or do it in a way that is appropriate for the 21st century. There's conventional means of relief. You talked about the story of uh, Hussein's father and mother feeding three people, giving up their own food to share with. That, there's not, that was the best thing that could have been done for those people at that time. You come to my door, you are hungry, I have some food, I will give you my food, even if it means I go hungry. Nothing better than that, nothing more uh, than, more sacred than that. If there is a problem in my town, city, neighbourhood, precinct, and I can find a way of solving it, let me do it. Option one, I walk down a street, I see a homeless person, I don't give them money. Option two, I walk down the street, I see a homeless person, I give them whatever change I have in my pocket, and move on. Option three, I walk down the street, I see a homeless person, I stop, I chat with them for a bit, I give them some money, and I move on. But the last option is I see a homeless person walking down the street, I do whatever I can for them, and I reflect, how can I have dignity, and how can they have dignity, if we both live in a place where he has to live like this, and I have to live like, and I live like this. And I get together with other people and say, let's make sure that person and no one like that person ever sits on a street like that, begging, degrading themselves. That's the best thing to do for that person and for all of society. That's my responsibility and that's all of our responsibilities. Uh, I believe that sometimes society has a responsibility, has a duty that it's obligatory to fulfill daily. For example... My neighbor's house is burning, it's on fire, and I sit in my living room and watch Netflix, or I eat pasta, or I play cards, or I sing on a karaoke machine, I have failed. You and I wouldn't do that, let's be honest. We would go out there, we'd call, we'd go out with water, we'd try and help. If there's someone upstairs, we'd do it. Why should it be any different if someone's hungry on the street? Why should it be any different if someone can't go to school or go to work with a full meal on their belly. That's why in the UK we were so proud of Marcus Rashford because he delivered for all of us when all of us were omitting to do anything for school kids whose meals were cut by the government when many people didn't, couldn't afford kids um, meals for their kids. That's who is the same. And that's a gunner saying that about Marcus Rashford. Red and white, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> so behind the light, yeah, you're, 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 you mentioned, um, before I forget, you mentioned dignity a few times. Yes today yes um and when you when you study the life of hussein mm. alayhi salam mm. as well as his family and specifically imam hussein alayhi salam the concept of dignity strikes you with everything that he did especially on that day of ashura yeah. uh, and i noticed you you've mentioned that if you, why dignity it's it's the word I mean, there are some words which we keep going back to. You're talking about, I said someone who's 360 degrees, Hassan Ibn is so much. But there are some things you just look, you see someone and they're just, they're clothed in certain attributes. Hassan Ibn is clothed in dignity. On the day of Ashura, on the day when he was going to be, have his life taken and those of his family and many of his companions was taken, he exhibited so many examples of dignity. The days before that, He's, he is the one in possession of water sources. The opposition do not have access to it. An act of dignity is to give that opposition water, 
knowing in all likelihood, as they did, that they would then deny him that water. Dignity. An act of dignity is to say to a commander in the opposition forces who have subjected him and his family, including his young children, to torment someone who says, I want forgiveness and I want to join your side. Dignity to him and to that person is to say, come with open arms, come with pride and absolute forgiveness. That's dignity. Dignity is to be the person who in the middle of the night, anonymously, without seeking accolade, goes out and serves the needy. That's dignity for him and for those around him. If anyone who comes across her as a saint can see from the organization that that respect, that honor, that integrity, that dignity, that will be a, a worthy service, I hope, I pray, I submit to the life of Hussein ibn Ali. The man is everything. In so many ways, he was perfect. But in this attribute, which is such a difficult thing to understand, it's not like if I say Mustafa is generous as you are, Mustafa will give money. No, <laughs> Mustafa is generous. Mustafa will see someone who's needy. He'll see someone. He'll give. A, he'll give a tenner. If I see someone who's truthful, they will tell the truth. They'll be candid and transparent. When you have someone who's dignified, you see, you see that person is dignified. That means something else. Mm. That means that person is golden. Class. Everything they do, they conduct themselves with such honor. Not that it honors them. It honors everyone around them. Everyone around them is better for the experience of having been in the presence of that individual. Hussein is so dignified that despite having died 1,400 years ago, he continues to, to radiate his uh, benevolent personality on us all. And we're still talking about it. That's how dignified this man was. He conducted himself as other people in his family do. This podcast is called The Progeny Podcast, where you talk about and reflect on different people from that household. They conducted themselves with such immense respect. He who shows mercy to someone else, he who is generous to someone else. These are the things that Hussein says. He's always talking about this. How can we be better? There are so many examples. Dignity, which is why when we go out on the streets, well, I say we, our teams go out on the streets and help the homeless or help a young mother or go to an old man who's lost his job who can't support his family. It's about restoring their dignity. If a homeless person's hungry, he's not just hungry. The guy hasn't had a haircut. He hasn't had. He hasn't brushed his teeth. He, you know, he's been kicked. You know how many homeless people suffer from mental health? How many of them are abused? People are violent to them. Oh, you can put money in his stomach. You're not gonna. You're not gonna give him that satisfaction of being a human again. It's an animalistic feeling. Make him feel like. Make him feel like a human at least. And that's the ambition, the aspiration, and the. Uh, and, and what we're always working towards at Hosea Sainu, inshallah. I hope so, inshallah. Uh, it's been, you know, 10 years, as you said, 2012. Now, you know, 10 years since Hussein started and alhamdulillah uh, achieved so much. Where do you see Hus Hussein in, in the next 10 years? Or where would you like to see um, Hus Hussein in the next 10 years? We need to get better at what we're doing. Start with me. Uh, it's not enough. In those examples I gave you that how we can serve that homeless person, you can do that surface level change. You can make real impactful change. We need to always be impactful with what we're doing, whatever this, the cause or the issue is. That's the first thing. Continue to be innovative. Continue to be avant-garde. How can we be better at it? Number one. Number two, there's a very basic thing about having more teams which are bigger and better around the world. 
not for the sake of having a number of teams, but so that we can serve more people. So that's a quantitative and qualitative thing if you talk in that sense. That's number two. And number three is uh, awareness about Hussein. We want more people to know who is Hussein around the world and and not just for the sake of it, but adopt him as an inspiration because we think it will benefit them and the lives of people around them. So how can we share more about him? What multimedia can we use and adopt? So we've already released a mini documentary about Hussein. We have the website, whoishussein.org. We regularly release um, various other resources. We'll continue doing that. And it's not an act of self-aggrandizement. We're not doing it so that we point uh, the finger at who is Hussein and say, come, come to us. How can we adorn his personality? How can more people learn about Hussein? And um, the numbers are great in terms of we, we monitor the number of people on the website, the number of people on social media, and they continue to grow, which is fantastic. That's what we want to keep doing. In 10 years' time, I hope we're in a place where I can say to you, maybe I'll come back to you and I say to you, Mustafa, I genuinely say, can say to you that in the last 10 years, we've helped more people. Societies are better off fundamentally for having who is the same than they are not, than they would be if who is the same wasn't there. And as I said to you in some examples, Who's the saying in X locations are pillars of those societies and those societies flock to and um, really gravitate towards who's the same because they see there's something, hopefully a little spark of something a little bit different, a little bit je ne sais quoi about them that is that is, that is is worthy of, of, of going towards. I want to see supporters, I want to see volunteers of all stripes, all colours, black, white, young, old, rich, poor, left wing, right wing, Maybe not too many on the, the extremes, but whoever <laughs> wants to come. Um, that's what I want to see, an organization that represents the people who we are serving, inshallah. And continue. And I can say to you today with absolute conviction that I believe that people are continuing to do their level best to be in this organization with purity of intention in 10 years' time. I hope I can continue saying that. And I, and I, I know that's what we're striving towards every day. That's, that's what I hope. Amazing. Well, I hope Hussein grows. Um, I hope um, people will actually um, sign up, literally, as soon as you hear this. Blood.hussein.org. That's the website. Um, and give blood in the name of Imam Hussein on the yes. 27th of August, Saturday. which is a Saturday, so it's a weekend. And let's break a, a record in the name uh, of Imam Hussein, alayhi salam. Uh, thank you, uh, Ali, for your time. Thank you. Um, I will continue to pray for your success uh, in serving the message of Imam Hussein alayhi salam. And thank you to all the teams uh, of Hussein Hussain around the world. Uh, you inspire many people with your work. Um, and I hope you can achieve your aims and objectives in the next few years. And inshallah, in 10 years. Um, Everyone will know who Hussein ibn Ali alayhi salam is Absolutely. and be inspired by him. Thank you for your time. Thank you, Mustafa.